Hey, it's Matt Russell, and we are about halfway through our culinary and cocktail cruise of a lifetime. We have made our way, starting from Rome down to Sicily. Uh, we're going to be doing Naples. We're going to be doing Malta. But we finally arrived in Greece, and man, oh man, what a great time we're having. And, uh, you know, when you think about Greece, of course, the first thing you think of is ouzo. And we're going to be doing a tour of an ouzo <laughs> distillery uh, in, I think it's actually tomorrow. Uh, and we've experienced some great uh, Greek wines, uh, but we are here. Here at one of the finest craft breweries in all of Europe. And you don't think craft beer when you think Greece. And of course, if we're doing a live podcast from a craft brewing company, I have to have a celebrity co-host for this particular segment here. When Scott Latier of Latier Films heard that we were going to be making our way over to Mykonos, he said, I got to come on this trip. We just uh, finished a little flight tasting of some craft brews in Greece. Scott, what, what's your uh, observation? They make good beer. Here in Mykonos, I must say. And I think we landed at the right port at the right time. That's right. Yeah, Nailed it. We're having a good time so far. We are absolutely having a good time. And the fun continues because we are so honored, fellow foodies. We are so privileged to be in the audience and a private audience uh, uh, because he uh, had some time to step away from the busy brew operations here at the Mykonos Brewing Company. He is the owner and the master craft brewer right here. His name is Angelo Ferros. Angelo, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Thank you very much, guys, for being here. <laughs> it's, it's really a pleasure. So, uh, did I understand that right? So, you are you are the brewmaster right here at the Mykonos Brewing Company. There's not a whole lot of you around in all of Greece, right? No, 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 God, no. <laughs> not a lot of breweries. Uh, right. Also, um, we are we are the first brewery in Mykonos uh, and the fourth in the Cycladis area, which is this uh, group of islands that we are located in. Um, the the first uh, goes back uh, in 2012 was was Santorini Brewing Company, then in 2015 it was um, uh, Nisos Beer in Tinos, then last uh, two years ago it was Paros Island, and two years ago it was uh, us also, but we were a little bit uh, ahead of time uh, b- before Paros, uh, so after Paros. So we are the fourth in uh, in the Cyclades and the first in, in Mykonos. It's uh, one would assume that you know this would have. It was very obvious to be a brewer in Mykonos uh, long ago. Um, but, you know, the island is, uh, as we say in Greece, uh, Mykonos is a country of its own. Uh, it, uh, actually, we say that uh, it has its own god, Mykonos, uh, which means that uh, it's quite a different place from the rest, uh, meaning that, um, you know, there is a, it's a very vibrant uh, island, uh, very dynamic, and constantly changes. So it's the landing point of uh, many new concepts, uh, not only in Greece, uh, well, now nowadays in Greece, but uh, this uh, this little island has been, um, you know, uh, an experiment, an area that many experiments uh, happened. Uh, don't forget that back in uh, late 40s, early 50s, uh, the gay community landed in Mykonos, um, which was which was a very strange thing for the hardcore Greek uh, Orthodox, uh, the you know, post-war Orthodox Greece. Um, which means that you know, but the locals accepted accepted this. Um, uh, the, there, there are stories that the locals were, you know, uh, here's my house. You can, you can, you can stay in. Uh, they were very open to new ideas, um, and you know, it's um, it's a question why there was no other brewery. Uh, the answer being, that, you know, it's a very also expensive island because of, uh, of these reasons, which means that uh, for somebody who is just a businessman coming over to Mykonos and seeing the financial side of it, 
meaning that he would buy a, a couple of recipes and reproduce these uh, time upon uh, again and again and again. Uh, it would be an expensive beer, an expensive pilsner, let's say. Whereas we came from the other side of uh, of um, of the spectrum, coming, bringing something completely different. Uh, Greece in, to- in Greece in total. Well, one of the other things that you bring differently, uh, it's not like you're a guy that started brewing beer in his garage uh, and thought, you know, this, uh, this, I think I have a knack at this. Uh, uh, I think I can actually uh, bottle this stuff. Uh, it's my understanding, uh, uh, Angela, that you actually have a master's degree in brewing and distilling. So you're bringing some science. You're bringing some academics into the operation here at the Mykonos Brewing Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. But, um, oh, all of us, all of us working in Rico's Brewing Company have uh, some landing point in beer. We're somehow connected, even if it's from uh, uh, beer label collections or home brewing or commercial brewing. There's uh, Our connection and our basis is beer of, from all of us. Now, home brewing being what it is, uh, there is it's very easy and, um, and very accessible getting you know, uh, science from the internet right now, sourcing uh, journals and information on how to brew online, meaning that there can be and there are people in Greece right now that don't hold a master's degree like I do, uh, but are, have, they know their beer, they know the science and the chemistry behind it. And so, as we're going to be uh, uh, having you walk us through a little bit about each of the, uh, I think I lost count at six, uh, beers that we've done in the flight tasting, I noticed that part of your master's degree is in distilling. Uh, so, is, are, are we one day going to be seeing some uh, great craft American whiskeys coming out of a Greek distillery? That's, uh, that's the next step. Yeah, that's, that's the concept, of course. Don't forget that uh, uh, beer in Greece is number, number three in line. Number one is wine, by far. Uh, which makes absolute sense. We we have uh, good quality wine and a lot of wine, which right now cannot compete on the Italian or sp- Spanish prices, meaning that stays within the country and gets a very good a, a bargain price, uh, which means that uh, right now my friends have had an option of getting a 7 euro pint of an IPA or a 7 euro 1 liter carafe of uh, house wine, they'd go for the wine. Not only because it's more alcohol per buck, but it's also you can mm. share it. Uh, and the number two is spirits. Uh, and then, then, then is beer. And beer. So we we actually had some wonderful Assyrtico, uh white wine from Santo uh, uh, Wines over on Santorini, and some wonderful uh, Montevergano, uh, which is a very rare grape, uh, red grape varietal uh, that we were uh, fascinated by. And as I mentioned earlier on, we're going to be doing a tour of the Coronas uh, Uzo Distillery when we're over in Napoleon tomorrow. But uh, as we begin to kind of get a sense for what the whole uh, Mykonos Brewing Company story is all about, uh, from from selection to selection, how would you uh, kind of educate our listeners in terms of you know as we say in the U.S. The, uh, uh, brewers have points of view. You know what the, the, they know what they want to stand for. They know what they want their beers to be. How they want them to be represented. When you're thinking about being the anchor of this particular operation, how would you describe uh, to our listeners what is your brewing point of view? What do you want your beers to stand for? Um, they are. They they came into a point in time where in Mykonos you had uh, very exclusive clientele, which this uh, brought over. Uh, an expertise in wine and in food, and you had this, uh, you know, very uh, uh, famous sommeliers and chefs collaborating and doing these um, sometimes ridiculous menus. <laughs> and in the end, you had the, on the menu the beer menu, and it had uh, 
Alpha Mythos Fix, which is our our commercial Greek brand, right. um, which for us was you know was upsetting. How come? How come you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be you know having this culinary experience where you pair it with uh, a fixed lager? You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's contradicting. Um, so we saw this opportunity of uh, doing of doing something special in Greece and it, it didn't come from getting having to brew different beers it came from we started this exercise and, and we landed in Mykonos by by thinking how can we live off brewing you know ridiculous beers uh, and this could not happen elsewhere in Greece uh, it could happen in uh, in Santorini or in Mykonos or in Corfu where there are also non-Greeks that come over and they know what an IPA is, which exactly. really is 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 is, is, is what we are, one of our the difficulties we we have in Mykonos. We have this famous sommelier who has no idea what an IPA is, and you go over and you go over. Yes, Scott Lanier is saying there must be some misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah I'm going to do a little. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do a little um, research now and get one of those IPAs. <laughs> yes, I listen as a good co-host. Yes, I don't. You think I should contribute and help with the show well, by consuming some? I of mean, their this product? show would be nothing without research and development, uh, which brings us to our tasting. So your staff here lovingly presented us uh, with a flight of the best of the best from Mykonos Brewing Company. And the first thing that struck me, uh, Angelo Ferros, was the fact that you had so many different expressions. So you don't, it, it wasn't a, you know, a pale ale driven flight. It wasn't an IPA driven flight. You're bringing out saisons, you're bringing out Belgians, you're bringing out, uh, you know, a, a, even a beer that has a, a, a hops that you source from Japan. These are the kind of the, the fun things that I want to talk to you about. So we began the flight tasting, uh, I think, with the Belgian. Uh, and I think he was a favorite uh, among all of us that are here. Uh, and, uh, and may I call out the guest here? Here, uh, who is raising her hand high with enthusiasm? Of course, that's Julie Kluwer of the Tucson accounting firm of Ludwig Kluwer and Rudner, uh, who uh, has worked her way through impressively uh, and very timely uh, across these uh, these uh, this flight. But anyway, the Belgian is a great place to start as we prepare our palates for what Greece looks like uh, in a bottle. Tell us a little bit about this Belgian. So um, when we started in 2017, we produced two beers, a pale ale and our blonde saison. Uh, which were the first uh, saison uh, brewed in Greece. So the, 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 the concept was we brew a blonde saison, which is a food pairing beer, and our pale ale, which is our more, uh, our flagship beer, let's say, which is more hoppy, hops, uh, hoppy pale ale, uh, a little bit bitter, but very fruity. And then what we, what we quickly found out was that uh, our food pairing beer became the flagship beer because we were going out to... Uh, restaurants and bars and hotels and we're presenting our pale ale and people were going like why is this why, why, why is this like this you know this is not right. this is not an easy beer this is not a beer that you can have uh, on the beach you know I, I beg to differ but you know, <laughs> yes. um, so quickly the Blonde Saison which was our unfiltered uh, very dry 5% wheat beer I know, I know, so I've noticed with every time you mention a beer, your staff is bringing a pint over. I mean, it's almost like you you planned for this. The the choreography of the beers corresponding with whatever you talk about them is uncanny. I love it. Yeah. We, it's a dance every day. It's a dance. <laughs> um, so last year we there was there was a necessity. We were we were we were viewing that you know the people they had no notion of the, of the word ale. Uh, they still call it ale. 
uh, which then they said, okay, so beer is uh, is uh, is lager. So this ale, I have no idea what this is, and now. And you go in ex- explaining, you know, there's difference in yeasts and there's difference in, in flavors, and and you know you lose them. You know you can you can see that you know there's there's no there's no there's no interest in this. Uh, whereas if we were talking about wine, there would be there would be like you, you can talk about natural wines and wild fermented wines, and there is there is like a back and forth. In, in beer, there's no interest in this. So we decided we'd say okay. So we need to rethink our strategy. So how are we gonna get hops into Greeks? So we said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna make a Trojan horse. We're gonna make a Bohemian pilsner. We're gonna dry hop uh, and make it a little bit bitter, because they they have this twisted notion that the pilsner is a more bitter beer than the lager, and we have this you know this recurring Greek figures that come in here. They say, I want a pilsner, not a lager. <laughs> say how so? Because you know I like the bitterness of it. So yeah, 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 okay. I, I see what I see what you did right. there. The, the, the Bohemian was wonderful, and then this blonde saison you talked about originally. Yeah, yeah. When you're thinking about it, this is a food-friendly yeah, yeah, yeah. beer. So of course, one of the wonderful things about Greece is your whole culinary story. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. the food, the Mediterranean inspiration behind what is at the center of the plate. Now, when you're thinking about this saison, this kind of historically farmhouse ale, as we call it in the U.S., uh, what are the kinds of flavors are we looking for uh, on the food side of things to pair up? I mean, how how well would this blonde saison play with yeah. food? Uh, particularly with with, uh, with ingredients and dishes yeah, yeah. that you love. Uh, right now, there's no there's not many options that you cannot in Greek cuisine that you cannot pair the the saison with. Like you can go from the carbonation standpoint to the to the subtle acidity um, to the malty biscuity character it has, where you know you can use it as a substitute to bread, which bread is. You know, it's yeah. my parents won't start eating. If there's no bread uh, right. on the table, right. you know. So, so I can tell my wife that we can uh, we can resume our uh, low carbohydrate diet <laughs> when we return home to the United States. Uh, and I've got a lot of catching up to do on the uh, remaining seven days we have left on this cruise. You'd be surprised though that our blonde saison is also gluten free because of the saison yeast. Oh. Uh, this is a uh, this is a recurring theme in many saisons. So this, this specific strain we use, the, the Belgian Saison 2, produces a, a gluten-free beer. So we are below the European threshold. Right now we are waiting for the accreditation from the, from the government in order to be able to call it actually gluten-free. Um, so it's a, it's a low-calorie, uh, not, not, not sweet at all, uh, malty beer yes. uh, of, of medium to high carbonation. And there you, we can go to... to um, Many many dishes are cooked in the oven. There's a lot of fried um, foods and dishes in in Greek cuisine. There's also a lot of uh, fish. Uh, so you have a lot of oily fats, which uh, the carbonation cuts through that. Um, and then if we go to the meat side, where you have grill and you have um, also oven uh, lamb, where you could also play along with a pale ale. The saison can pair that through beautifully. It is, it is, it is. That's the the gift of having a saison in Greece. That there is no food that we can say no to. Well, I consider the bread and the fried foods a gift uh, unto themselves. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, and then there's another expression of the saison that you brought over as well. Now this is the. Uh, the Sarachi, which actually brings in a little bit of, uh, of, of inspiration from uh, Japan as well when it comes to the hops. It's the first time I've ever heard of a Japanese hop, Angelo. Yeah, that's, um, we admire uh, there's certain breweries that, you know, we, 
we, we, we admire and they have been there from, from us from day zero and we, you know, we've been looking out on what, they, what they're doing. And we came upon the Sriracha Saison, uh, it was a higher, higher alcohol than that, uh, from uh, Brooklyn. So we managed, uh, we, had some, we, did some, we had some tours with my partner and we, we stumbled upon a, a, Bro- uh, a Brooklyn Sriracha Saison and it was, it was amazing. Like this subtle coconut, because the Sriracha Saison, it's a, the Sriracha Ace is a hops that for us behaves differently depending on the malt bill you present it to. So you can have a lot of coconut when you present it on a darker malt bill uh, and then you can have on a lighter malt bill get all this uh, melon kiwi vanilla uh, aromas which for me it's 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 extremely versatile this hop we fell in love with this hop and we were brewing with it constantly um, although although i have to to say that there is a a big chunk of home brewers which hate this hops. <laughs> they say that produces a, a you know a more cheesy flavors, but this this boils down to the freshness of the hops. I enjoyed so, this one particularly, and we've got uh, two more beers quickly uh, to have you talk about. And I know you have to get back to work because this place is filling up. But Scott, it's here yes, when he's talking about this Japanese hop that's bringing into the beer experience notes of melon, notes of kiwi, notes of vanilla, gum. notes of bubble coming. I mean, did that yeah. scare you off the bat? And how did it execute when you finally took a tug out of this one? No, actually, that one was probably one of my absolute favorites yes. because just the subtle notes of of all those. On the back end, were just brilliant, and the bubble gum. I mean, again, people were sitting around the table going, "I'm not getting the bubble gum." It's in there, right? Right it's on the finish. There. I got yeah, it right yeah. on the finish. Right. Hey, oh, you're just sort of going to smack a little bit and really bring that together, uh, and it worked out great. We've got the pale ale and the IPA. Now, did you think when we were coming to Greece, Scott, no. that we're going to be drinking some uh, some uh, IPAs and some pale I, ales? I had no idea. Literally, I had no idea when we. But you, the, and it was a fun place to find because we're wo- looking around, and then we see the door, we see the sign, and then it's we see it's a, it's almost like a little cave entrance. You start going down these stairs. And it opens up to their to their 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 whole facility with the uh, their vats and their taps right here and all and we're sitting at this amazing such a cool vibe yeah we this is such a cool place. Bowling alley. Over this this was the old bowling yeah, alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we actually walked from the from the ship up. Uh, it was a nice 27, 28 uh, uh, minute walk up a hill. If you ask my wife, she'd say it was about an hour and a half. Uh, but it was about about 27 minutes. We passed a three legged cat, kind of hopping along, and somehow I knew that we were headed the right direction. Uh, now, but see, anyway, that's going to be the name for their next beer. Three legged cat, exactly. It's going to be a showstopper, Angelo. Uh, we got two more beers to talk about. Tell us about this pale ale. This yeah, just so hit the bullseye, I think. Yeah, these are these are. Uh, uh, these are the, one of the beers that we are uh, we're very proud of. This is the highest rated pale ale in Greece right now in Antap. We got the silver award in Greek beer. I mean, Greek beer awards. It's it sounds like a like a sham, but it but it's you know it's, it's starting up. So in 2017, we got the silver award for the pale ale, which is the longest category in the awards. And last year we got the gold uh, award for the pale ale. Wow. For us, it means it means a lot. Uh, but it's it's unfortunately the beer we sell the least on the island, but the beer we sell the most outside the island, and that has to go down to you know this training and this education we we're talking uh, about before, is uh, how right now we are opening up the way for uh, in Mykonos at least for the next generation, and you know slowly but surely this is going to happen. Uh, the last beers that we we've been uh, we've been doing is we are also proud of producing the only wine barrel aged beers in Greece. 
So each year we collaborate with one winemaker, a Greek winemaker. We get two types of his barrels. We brew one beer and then we age it, half of it in, in one type of barrel and the other one in the other half. And then after six months, we get two types of the, the wine barrel aged beer out mm. of the barrels. Uh, this year we have a red saison aged in Vinsanto from Santorini and the Peloponnese um, uh, Argiorgitico grape, which is a red uh, grape variety. We're very, very excited about this beer because, you know, we, we are facing the engineering of how you're going to get craft beer into Greeks. So one is getting it through a Pilsner, which, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to drag that for. And the second is masquerading it with wine. Uh, Whatever works. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever works to get next craft beer next one's in coffee. the Greeks. Uh, so, you know, the IPA, again, a wonderful. I've just been fascinated by the yeah, rise yeah, of popularity of the IPA in the U.S. Uh, you certainly have uh, taken out a page of the trend and really are bringing that here to the island. I think remarkable under the IPA, 6% on ABV, only 60% or 62 on the IBU scale. So a really beautiful, approachable, enjoyable IPA. One last question before we have to say goodbye to you is, uh, what's the one thing, you've been brewing beer for a long time, and you now have opened opened up your own place right here on this majestic island. What's the one thing that you know now that you wish you knew when you opened this brewery? What's the one thing that you that you know now that you wish that you had known early on in your journey? Uh, well, there, there, there are quite a few. The, my, the biggest one would be, and I think it's a little pessimistic, but always, always underestimate what you're thinking you're going to do. Right on. Because, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're thinking, you know, you're stepping in this uh, practically heaven where there's no craft beer and you you can you can see it working you know but then there are some difficulties that you know you're you know it's going to be harder than you think it's going to be and you know to every anyone out there you know trying to set up and i know it's much different what we do here what happens in the u.s right now um if you're setting up um, just have um you know plan b c d and e Always That's have it. these because you, you're always gonna go for the plan E eventually. I mean, plan E's are they're there for a reason, you know. <laughs> There's great wisdom there. Well, you're working on getting craft beer into Greeks. I'd like to figure out a way to get Greek beer into Americans. Maybe you could figure out what you need to do to distribute your beers over to the U.S. I live in Arizona, by the way, so at least start at the top of the alphabet before you get down to like Vermont or Wyoming. They can wait. But anyway, Angelo Aferos from Mykonos Brewing Company. What a pleasure to get to know you a little bit. I love tasting your brews, and I know that. Uh, that your future looks bright and we are cheering for you as you get craft beer into Greece. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure, guys. Thank you very much.